everybody. This is James. And Nabil. And Mikey. And uh, this is podcast number 125 of the Movie Pause podcast. Today we're going to be um, going over what we are watching, followed by a review of the new Alex Garland film, Men. Uh, and as you guys heard in the intro there, Mikey has joined us here. Marco is uh, taking this one off. So, uh, Mikey, thank you for joining. I mean, normally I would say some stuff about you, but I feel like, I don't know, you're our most used guest at this point. We don't mean that. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it's, what, 11, I think? It's 11 Damn, keeping it tell He cuts his arm every time. He's like, I have a scar for everyone. He's like, I've, <laughs> I was told I was going to get paid after the 10th. I've, I've yet to see any uh, revenue for this. It's like, God, you guys really fucking suck. So, yeah, Mikey, welcome to the pod. Thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, thanks uh, for having stepping me. Stepping in here. Kind of a, uh, uh, not a last minute thing, but we, we asked him early on, like, hey, man, want to do this one about a movie where we should probably have a female guest? And he's like, fuck it, I'm down. So, yeah, Marco, uh, unfortunately, could not join us this week. Uh, he's with us in spirit, though. You, if you can't hear him laughing in the corner in the background over there, just hilariously dying. Maybe trying to catch like his he, breath. I feel like he would have had some words sure. for this film. I'm, I'm not sure where where it would have went. He he would oh, have had more than a few words. <laughs> oh, oh, don't worry. He gave me a script. I'm just going to read what he said. I'm going to pretend so. I'm him, including the George Lucas <laughs> moments. So I hope you guys are ready. God damn it! All right, so let's uh, let's just jump into uh, what we've been watching. Hey, what you watching? Okay, so uh, what we've been watching this one, we brought it back two weeks in a row now, because obviously we're just getting really lazy. We're just going formulaic here. No, but um, <laughs> I'll start with uh, Mikey, since I normally want to start with a guest, but you don't really seem like a guest anymore at this point. What have you been watching, my friend? Uh, well, I have been watching a lot of the same stuff you guys have already been like mentioning on the pod, so like Severance and Dark Knight, those kind of things. Or not Dark Knight, wow. Moon Whoa, Knight. Batman suit? Uh, so, <laughs> so, uh, That's a great thing to watch. Uh, you know, just kind of keeping that mm-hmm. together. You guys have already talked about that, so I'll not talk about that here again. But I have been watching some movies off of Peacock. Nice, um, yeah, you know, we it's, talked it's about one of the, Yeah, it's one of the streaming services I don't really you know, kind of use very often, although it's it's something I do have, so... Uh, they recent, recently released uh, Firestarter, uh, and so I went through and watched that one, and I got kind of got curious about it, so I actually watched the previous one as well, the one that released in 1984. With Drew Barrymore, right? So, oh yeah, Drew Barrymore, yeah. David Keith from the original. Uh, in this new one, it's uh, Zac Efron, and uh, the kid gets played by Ryan Akira Armstrong. And uh, so I'll just kind of briefly kind of talk about them. They're both the same storyline for the most part. Um, so it's just basically a, a family, uh, husband, wife, they have a kid. Um, and when they were uh, younger in life, they got experimented on and, um, by the they call it shadow agency, I guess is what you'll call them. Um, and they get powers, they, they have like mental capabilities and then they have a kid and the kid has really strong powers and they're trying to like hide her from the government agency. And so it kind of just talks a story about like how they're living their lives uh, and they kind of just go through, and there's a lot of stuff that happens throughout there. And I don't want to spoil, so I can't really talk about both of them too much here. But uh, there's a lot of stuff. Like, they try to track down these people. They get found. Uh, the girl is, you know, she's a young girl. So she doesn't really know how to, like, control her powers all that much. So she gets into some accidents, that kind of stuff. So they have to keep on the move. And then they get found by some stuff. So there's always people, like, kind of chasing them down and stuff like that. So, but... The, the new one kind of takes a more simplistic approach. They kind of, like I don't want to say dumb down the, the storyline or anything like that, but 
Uh, the characters don't get developed as well in the new one. The old one has a lot more about the Shadow Agency, um, and the storyline and the characters kind of get developed a little bit more. So kind of like the old storyline, although it is super dated. Um, and the new one does look pretty decent in terms of like shots and like graphics and stuff. But again, the storyline is just not as powerful, in my opinion. So yeah. Uh, so I'll, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Nubo. Well, I was just more curious. Uh, it sound. I mean, it, it doesn't sound like it's. Uh, got a lot of fires that are being started is what you're explaining here and I'm trying to, to figure this oh out God, so <laughs> where's, where's the fires sure uh, so <laughs> fire starter comes from the little girl has powers mental powers like her parents do in addition she can actually start fires with her mind she's a pyromancer so that's where the movie's uh, title comes from like, oh I didn't know that <laughs> very nice I thought they were going in the forest, just you know, lighting it up and just seeing the atmosphere. It's in an eco-friendly environment, uh, environmental film, you know. I watched this too, by the way, the new one, uh, not the old one. Um, Mikey and I had talked about because it's also in theaters, by the way. So this was kind of one of those, just like how when Halloween Kills was released, uh, it came out uh, theaters and on their streaming service at the same time. So I agree with Mikey. It actually is better than i thought it was going to be because it looked the trailer look is looks really bad by the way yeah. but it by it is by no means a great or a good movie i think this is a pretty much like a p- really bad pacing it's only an hour and a half it's really short and it's one of those films like by the time it ended i felt like it had just started kind of thing like plot wise it feels like it would have almost worked out better as like a limited series almost that's what how kind of kind of thought of it because it obviously maybe is I mean, without spoiling it, like, there's a possibility it could probably be sequels to it, too, I'm assuming. Um, but for the most part, it was one of those things, too. Like, by the end of the movie, I agree with Mikey. There's character development-wise. I didn't really care about anyone. Like, I still didn't know anything about the little girl by the end. I'm like, I'm still just as confused. I'm like, uh, why do I care about her? Like, she shows not, she doesn't show a lot of, um, outside of, like, the outrage emotion you see in the trailer. Like, there's not much, like, smaller moments between her and her father and stuff like that. And... Or her with her own powers. It it, it it seems rushed the last 20, 30 minutes of the film, too. So, Yeah, some events happen in like the last part where it kind of like the apex of the movies. They kind of just rush it, like you were saying. I can um, almost, they do kind of get have, into Sorry, a but I was going to say, I could almost have yeah. seen that beginning part. Like, that could have been like the beginning of the movie, in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, and then there could have been yeah. a lot more after that. So, that's all. Yeah, I mean, they do kind of show a little bit, like, kind of just touching on what you said. You know, they, they kind of say that she can't have emotion, because that's what kind of drives her powers. So, I could see why they wouldn't show that kind of stuff, but it just it just didn't fit right for the rest of the movie. You yeah. just don't, like you said, you don't know anything about her. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, and yeah, so that's kind of those. Uh, I gave them, uh, I gave the, the new one two and a half, or two stars, and the old one two and a half stars, so they're not the greatest movies like he was saying but again they're, they're, i mean if you have peacock it's free like why not watch them uh, like, hour and a half is not that much time to watch yeah. so i would still say watch them he's like Give what else are you gonna use it for okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh and like i said i've been kind of on a peacock kick lately so another movie that's on peacock as well uh was the outfit um and this one was actually really good um it's about a high-end tailor that moves from England into this other town here. Um, he's kind of owning, yeah, he like makes all the uh, suits himself by hand. And like I said, he's very high end. So he only makes it for like the people that can afford it. And at the time it's all gangsters. Like it's basically, he's making high end suits for like the mob. 
Um, and he also, his shop is like a drop spot for one of these like mobster kind of gangs. So um, he has like shady characters coming in and just dropping things off at a box. And uh, without giving away like the whole plot here, um, basically some stuff happens and some people kind of come in and kind of figure out that's what is happening. And he comes in and tries to like squeeze them for some information. And, um, you know, that's kind of how it goes and progresses on from there. Um, but like I said, I really like this movie. Um, it's almost the whole movie, if not the whole thing. I think every almost every single scene happens at the shop. So there's only like a few like places they go. It's like the front office and like the back room where he's making stuff. But it's like once the movie like kicks into gear and the story starts kicking in and like what's happening there, like it's from that point going forward. It is a slower movie, but like it keeps your interest and stuff just keeps happening. There's a lot of twists and stuff that I didn't expect. So. I thought it was really good. I definitely recommend this one a lot more than the other two that we just mentioned. I gave it like three and a half stars, so I thought oh, it was nice. really good. Yeah, no, I remember this was briefly in theaters around like March time, I think. And yeah. um, I, I I wasn't even aware it was on Peacock until you told me. So I, I recently added that to my uh, watch list. So Yeah, it's definitely good. It's definitely uh, worth watching. Uh, anything else, Mikey? Uh, I, they have some other stuff here, but I think uh, you guys have talked about most of the other stuff, so I'll just leave it at that. No problem. Uh, what about you, Nabil? What have you been watching? Uh, I haven't been uh, watching too many things as normal, you know, trying to figure out where I can put things in and find find time. Nice word life. choice there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I've actually have watched a couple of things. Um, I, I've been on a, a bit of a... A kick on just trying to catch up on some other shows that have already been have started, and um, I haven't really had a chance to watch them sequentially. So, been binging <laughs> as much yeah, as I no. can for each show. Um, one show that is actually I just got caught up to it, and its last episode is going to be airing this week is the Return of the Flight Attendant, um, season two on HBO Max. Oh, nice. uh, if you recall, I, I believe I brought this up when it first came out. This is the show with Kelly Cuoco um, and Rosie Perez, where uh, Kelly Cuoco basically plays as a flight attendant um, who has uh, some alcohol problems. She's essentially suffering from alcoholism. In the first season, she basically is at the wrong hotel at the wrong time and wakes up next to a dead man. It's a mystery about how she, who killed the guy, did she do it, and what you know everything kind of around that. This season, they pick up to where she started a new life, is trying to handle her alcoholism, and is, uh, for some reason, also um, being tracked down and framed, well, being framed for a bunch of murders that she has no involvement in, and is being tracked down by the CIA to um, figure out, you know, why she was actually uh, supposedly involved, or what is her involvement with it, Um, and then hilarity into so it's it's a really good show i i wasn't sure when i started watching the second season if i if there was any more life to the story because the first one was a pretty solid like here's the mystery here's how it ends and they kind of were done with it um so when they went with the season two i didn't know where they were going they moved her to a new location she started in new york and now this season she's in la um but she they all her friends and everything kind of show up all the old cast um is back into fray and is a lot of antics of her because she's a flight attendant traveling across the globe. She goes to Iceland for a little bit. She goes to um, all across the U.S. Uh, to try to figure out this mystery and solve it for herself. Also dealing with some serious topics. And I have to say, I really like Kaylee Cuoco on um, just her. You know, she obviously has her comedic chops from uh, The Big Bang Theory, but she's also it's, it's a very 
uh, there's a lot of drama in here. There's a lot of pain in English because she is uh, going through um, a lot around her, whether it be, you know, kind of dealing with alcoholism. She's got family problems. She's also got the fact that she's being framed for murder. And there's a lot of emotion goes on in here. And I think that it's, it is a very well-written, very interesting, uh, and, and at times quite funny kind of uh, mystery show and you really don't know who's involved or why and where it's going to go next and there's some things I think in the season that you you see and you, you're like okay I already figured this mystery out but then something else comes up that you may have been blindsided by you didn't realize was going to um, was connected to whatever they have going on so uh, I really do find that this, this is one of the few shows that I kind of is not too emotionally heavy because you guys are aware a lot of the shows that we end up watching that's on there's a lot of drama in there and you just got to be really emotionally invested and I, I don't always have the capacity to watch everything that's so intense sometimes and I'm just looking for something that's kind of the the middle ground where it's it's got enough uh, levity to it so you're not you're not uh, so worn down by all the seriousness and this show really finds that balance and uh, I think it's really worth the time to watch if you're um, if you're interested in any kind of like lighthearted mystery with a, a flair of drama and and a little bit of a, a, a thrill in there that this show as a whole is, is a definite recommendation to watch nice and that's on HBO Max right that is yeah, yeah. and the, so the last episode will be airing this this Friday and you'll be able to see it then oh, if you haven't nice. uh, yeah. seen it yet yep. yeah I've heard good things about it so Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, then the other thing, a little yeah. question there. Um, so mm-hmm. I've, I've heard a lot of stuff about the show. I've never, I haven't seen an episode yet, but uh, a lot of people I talk to say season one was really good, and the other seasons, uh, the, the season two, is not the greatest. Like, did you feel that it was not as good? The first, I'd say, the first two episodes. Uh, specifically the first episode, I really didn't know where it was going in the second season, because um, again, you know, the first season did really. It was a very solid show like everything you were going through and it ended up really uh with a good ending um and wrapped everything up nicely but uh, the second season when you start the first two episodes they're really doing kind of set up with her new life and the people around you and you don't you don't really know like okay what are we really getting out of this what what's the real big mystery here but i'd say after the first two you go into the third episode and the they introduce a couple of other um kind of like side plots that help amplify everything else that's going on and you released at least for me i really started getting into it more because now i'm at the point where i really want to see how she's juggling all these uh all, all the the mysterious things that are happening around her whether it be helping somebody a friend of hers with something or dealing with some uh one of her side jobs that she's working with on top of trying to deal with um the the framing of a bunch of murders that are going on it is it is a uh, much more compelling as you continue to go on especially at this last episode how it ended the penult- penultimate episode was a bit of a surprise not the reveal of of um like the the villain in here but more what ends up happening to after that reveal was was a bigger surprise and it kind of really left it a good cliffhanger so i would say that if you get through the first couple episodes um and then kind of the setup part of it the show really finds its momentum and it gets way more intriguing still the first episode is a first season is a better season overall but this definitely has its own strengths nice gotcha uh and then the other thing i've watched is uh the new movie that came out exclusively on disney plus chippendale rescue rangers um is starring Andy Samberg as Dale and John Mulaney uh, plays uh, Chip. And this is essentially the, the premise is 
the characters who play Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the TV show, are actually actors living in kind of the real world. And um, you're just seeing them after the show. Uh, and what they're what they've been what's been going on um i think it's like 30 years or so after the original television show ended and they're living different lives um but things are happening around them where they have to kind of essentially solve another mystery and find a way to reunite to to figure it out um there is a lot of heavy references in this show i know james you haven't finished it yet uh you're about halfway through it and i think mikey you, you did you watch the show yet no the movie yeah, i've watched it mm-hmm. yeah um it's if you, I read a tweet that pretty much summarized what I think about the film pretty well, and it's if you're not the age of uh, between 32 and 38, a lot of it is going to go over your head <laughs> because because yeah. a lot of references are basically like when uh, you know we were kids um, or younger, and there's a lot of old television references, old movies that uh, maybe some of the younger kids wouldn't get. They it's it's definitely. It's it's adult in with the jokes and the innuendos, but it's still very kid friendly um, to an extent. Um, I'm I don't want to. I mean, there really isn't a lot to say about the story. The plot's pretty thin, so it's not like it's going to be something you're going to go through and say, "Oh, you know, such a profound movie." Like it's a good movie. It's not a great one. It's not something that you go in and be like, "Oh, wow, I, I hope they make more of these." Um, I wouldn't mind seeing more in this world. It's but um, I think what's really interesting about it is just the a lot of the comedy they bring in especially john mulaney and andy sandberg the dialogue between them the references that they make they they there's a i don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it but there's there's a particular reference of a certain character they keep bringing up over and over again and it's something that was mean back a couple of years ago and um i don't know how they got away with some of the references from different studios i feel like this is the closest we're going to get to like a roger rabbit sequel um if anything because of all the the thread connections from different studios but um it's it's definitely just a fun dumb movie that you can watch and get into and be like okay yeah i found this funny you didn't hate it you're not going to remember everything you remember a couple of things but you'll feel you'll feel like it's it was it wasn't a waste of your time per se compared to some other things we've watched and it's like uh, why did i spend time on that so um i know it's not the most glowing review of the movie it's a hard thing to sell but it's like i think for like our age group it's it's an enjoyable mo- enough movie to say like yeah you know I, I took some things away from that and said that this was this was uh worth worth the effort and I don't know how they made it but uh, I'm glad they did. Yeah, I mean I thought it was really fun and I, I don't think you mentioned it here but I I just like the just the aspect of there's all there's animation there's real life and there's like CGI characters right. in it too yes so and they kind of play on that pretty well. And, uh, like, some of the references were just hilarious. Like, the Little Mermaid was not really the Little Mermaid. It was, like, the small fish lady. Like, that kind of stuff is, like, <laughs> it, it was throughout yeah. the whole movie. And I thought, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, every time I saw some, I was like, okay, this is this is great. So, like you said, it's just really fun. I just, I liked it because of that. Yeah, for what I've seen so far, I like it a lot. I mean, it's made by the Lonely Island Boys. So, if you yeah. liked, like, Pop Star or, um, I don't know fucking what was the one the tennis one i can't remember that yeah that one or the one where the the dude's doing all the stunts and shit i forgot what it was called uh where he's action something i know um oh i know it is hot rod hot rod if you like hot rod like it's in the veins of those kind of jokes a little cleaner obviously for disney um i'm actually surprised this came out on streaming i'm like this probably would have actually done well in theaters 
I would have thought so too. And and I I did read something saying that was intentional. They, I don't know if it was a contractual thing with the other studios in order to get a release that they'd have to own streaming, but they said that it was very intentional that they wanted a streaming and not a theatrical release. Because I feel like a lot of people haven't heard about this movie. So, like, I was playing it and generally hadn't even. She's like, what is this? And I was like, it just came out. I was like, shit. So, (laughs) I feel like the advertising was like recently. Like, they just just started advertising it not too long ago. But yeah, so far, I mean, obviously you haven't finished it, but. Um, I'm I'm really enjoying it too. I like the humor it has. And like you like you said too, we're we're right at the right age group too. Like if you never yeah. saw Rescue Rangers probably back in the nine late eighties, early nineties, like I could see how it can be lost on you. Yeah, I think that um the 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 fact that it's it is kind of also a bit meta with it because they they are like the for as an example um there are plenty of disney related characters where they're showing them living their real lives not as actors in whatever film that they know 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 of including like the the major villain and just seeing what they really are who they really become in the real world it's just that to me in itself is just a funny contract like you you have a scene with flounder who is just kind of living under the sea and then something happens to him and he's he's doing this weird you know uh, i don't want to ruin anything but he's doing these weird movies um and it's just funny to see that aspect of some small character from a movie is is uh, who's who's really an actor trying to live life and is you know now being put in a uh, a weird position that you wouldn't have expected him based off of the character they would play so all that is really entertaining as well to to take some of that out of the seriousness of some of those other lighthearted uh animated films yeah um but that's basically what i've been watching nice Nice little mix. What about you, James? So, (laughs) I actually am going to bring up... I I was going to talk about something, but then it came to me. I was uh, recalling a few things that I actually did watch. Um, I've been watching the final season of Better Call Saul, the first part of it. That's going to be a two-parter. Tonight is actually the uh, season finale of part one, basically. So, it's just, uh, you know, continuation of the show that we've talked about it so many times. It's a prequel to Breaking Bad, and uh, this show is great, man. It's it's finally leading up into the events of about to be to like how did he get to you know Saul Goodman's position in uh, Breaking Bad? So as a fan of that show, I think this show does a lot of things even better than that show sometimes, which is you know kind of intense to say. But uh, it's one yeah. of those things where um, it's just the the creator the showrunner of the show. Um, I think it's Vince Gilligan or something. Uh, yes. dude, the dude's great, man. Like the storylines, like you would have never thought they'd get like seven seasons out of this shit, right? But it's like this is insane. Like how well this show is written, how it's shot, how everything comes together. Even though it's char- it's a lot of characters from Breaking Bad, but then you kind of see how they got to that point, and it's it's further expanded. And I think because they did that, the, that's why this show works so well. And uh, the the character of Saul Goodman, seeing him going from his original character for the first season to now, is such a drastic change as well. And it's he's getting more and more into that character that he does become in Breaking Bad. So if you guys don't have it, check out AMC or AMC Plus, I guess too. This is the best way to watch it, I think, because they have a trash ass app. That's why. I just want to let you guys know. <laughs> app is fucking terrible. So. <laughs> It was also really cheap, though. That's the only reason I got it. Time. Black yeah, Friday, bro, right? I think way. I paid yeah. $20 for the whole year or something. I was like, well, I it was, oh, wow. was it? It was something ridiculous because I was like, like yeah. I don't watch any show on here. But I, I recalled, I was like, yeah, but if I actually do get it for Better Call Saul, I won't have fucking advertisements on it. Because it's one of the shows that I think you can watch for free, but there's ads on it normally. So I was like, oh, fuck. 
Yeah, I think so. So now yeah. I can just watch it this way. Then that's the one main reason. So I'm looking forward to the uh, season finale tonight. Because usually their season finales are pretty big. So pretty cool. Other than that as well, I saw the, I guess you could call it the romantic comedy, The Lost City. I don't know if that's a proper way to say that one. But yeah. it is, um, it was streaming on Paramount Plus, thanks to Mikey here. So went and saw this one. I actually watched it with my mom, actually, because I was like, oh, she likes Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum, right? And um, long story short, you, the, the trailer reveals pretty much everything. A novel, she, uh, uh. Sandra Bullock plays a novelist. She's writing about this lost city, and she has this series of books. Channing Tatum is her cover model for it, too, and he's kind of an idiot, but... Uh, she basically is kidnapped by Daniel Radcliffe's character, brought to an island because there are some truths to her um, book, and she knows how to translate these kind of rare hieroglyphics or whatever the fuck they are. Basically, and then, you know, I don't need to go anymore. Channing Tatum shows up, he saves her in a way, and then they go through the island trying to find the lost city. There, that's all it is. But what I'm trying to say, though, is the movie's actually pretty good. I actually liked it. I laughed quite a bit. There, it's actually They generally have really good uh, chemistry together. Um, there's actually some pretty funny moments. The action is not too bad either. It's not something like you need to rush out and see, but if you have Paramount Plus, like definitely check it out. It's actually a pretty fun watch. It surprised me more than it did, and because I, I thought it was going to be a little more. Pre- it, it is predictable. Don't get me wrong, but for the most part, I think uh, Mike. I think you saw it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Nabil, yeah, uh, if you haven't seen it, I think you would like you like it. So yeah, I started it, but I haven't gotten very far into it. Yeah. Can I just say that Channing Tatum does a really good job when he's just like off the wall crazy in most of his movies? Like the movies where he's trying to be serious and stuff, he's not as good as when he's just like the character like he's in this movie and every role he does like that. I mean, that's a lot of roles like that, but I just feel like he's just like that and he just comes off better on the screen for some reason. He's a little more relaxed. Although I will say a somewhat more serious movie he did recently was Dog, which he co directed. And I think he's pretty good in that one too. Just let you know. But. I'm not saying he does a bad job other places. Yeah. I'm just saying it kind of feels natural for him in this one. Yeah, and mind you, you know, I know he did Dog recently, but prior to these two films, he hadn't really done um, a, a bigger featured film since 2017, since uh, the Golden Circle, the Kingsman Golden Circle. Oh, he had yeah, done, you know, voice voice recordings and stuff, some animated films, and maybe had a cameo, I think, in um, Free Guy. But for the most part, he hasn't really been doing anything. So I think that it's just nice to be able to see him, like like you guys were saying, like being more comfortable and free flowing in in the film. Yeah, he's actually really good in this movie. You know? So it, it, the yeah. movie is yeah. has kind of a message about not judging a book by its cover, if you know what I mean. So um, it it relates in to more his than character one way in a too, way too, right? So. Yeah, I mean it is his character, but it's also her character as well. Mm-hmm. So like kind of both ways. That's kinda, so you know, it's pretty predictable though. You could probably figure it out. In the <laughs> Wonder what happened to these two people. So yeah. Um, <laughs> other than I that, I want to say for the most part that's what I've been doing. Uh, Obi Wan is premiering this Friday, so I know like me and Mikey right now are watching. There's like a watch list they actually released the Disney Plus UK Twitter on some select, uh, pretty much the prequel movies and select Clone Wars episodes to watch before Friday. So I'm working my way through it. And uh, so what you're saying is uh, the next time we talk about what you've been watching, it's just going to be a bunch of old Star Wars stuff. Cool. Well, I mean, I already saw a lot of old Star Wars stuff. <laughs> uh, I could have brought it up now, but I chose not to, Nabil. So. Um, <laughs> it's just one of those things where, you know, I've seen those prequel ones so many times, but it's always fun to rewatch them, to tell you the truth. I got a lot of nostalgia Very true. 
And that's pretty much it. I haven't been doing much else because I've just been chilling. So uh, let's move on now to our main review of men. Hello. Hi. Mrs. Marlowe, yes? Harper, yes. Do come in. The words I have to say. It's a beautiful house. Will it just be you staying or? Excuse me? Mrs. Marlowe? No. Until you give your love, there's nothing more that we can do. Apple from the garden? Y yeah, it was delicious. No, 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 no. Mustn't do that. Forbidden fruit. Oh, God, sorry, I... I I'm I, joking. I... Oh. Tormented. It feels more like... Haunted. Yeah. Something happened. My husband went upstairs to our balcony and let himself go. You must wonder why you drove him to it. Why? I didn't drive him to it. Men uh, currently sitting at a 76% on Rotten Tomatoes. The story is, in the aftermath of a personal tragedy, a young woman retreats along the beautiful English countryside, hoping to found, find a place to heal. But someone, or something, from the surrounding woods appears to be stalking her. What begins as simmer dread, a summer dread becomes a fully formed nightmare, inhabited by her darkest memories and fears. So this is directed by Alex Garland, who did Ex Machina back in 2014, Annihilation in 2018, and the recent show on FX, Devs, back in 2020. This is again written by Alex Garland, who also wrote 28 Days Later, back in 20, uh, 2002, which is one of my favorite zombie films, uh, Sunshine in 2007, and Dread 2012, also a very underrated film that deserves a sequel. And one that I will mention, there's a rumor he actually just directed that movie, by the way. But Oh, yeah, there is, right? It's like yeah. a low-key. Yeah, yeah uncredited. So. Um, so this film is currently in theaters. It was released on May 20th. Um, this is starring Jesse Buckley as Harper, Rory Keener as Jeffrey, Papa Asiru as James, Gail Rankin as Riley. So... Before we kind of go into this film, let's just talk about our past history and experience with some of Alex Garland's um, previous works. Uh, I'll start with you, James. Just get some of your take on w what your experience is with Alex Garland and kind of your uh, uh, ideas on, on how he kind of approaches his films. Yeah, um, I, I, I like Ex Machina quite a bit. That's a really great movie. Annihilation yeah. we did do a podcast on, by the way. So if you guys want to, you know, look back on that, you can I hear, wasn't on that one. Uh, you can hear our opinions, or at least my opinion, I guess, out of the three of us here. Or, I mean, shit, Mikey, <laughs> were you on that one? Was that one of them you were on? Where the fuck <laughs> were you? So. <laughs> Who was the person with us? Um, Annihilation was I was mixed on. I, there was good parts of it. There were parts of it I didn't like. Um, and then I thought Devs was fucking terrible. Just to let you know. You really were interested in watching it too. I remember you were really hyped for it. Well, yeah, because when you Garland, started watching he has it, these weird yeah. fucking movies, and then the show's premise was like kind of a mystery. Like they didn't the, that trailer tells you nothing. You're like, what is this? No, it doesn't. And even no. uh, ten episodes even in, it still it. doesn't tell you anything. 
yeah. you really don't know what it's about even at yeah. the end. Yeah, I, so. I remember, because each episode was an hour long too, I remember. So I was like two episodes in and I already wasn't feeling it, but I was like, I kind of need to see like where this goes. So, And it went nowhere. It, yeah, I, I thought it was really convoluted <laughs> and... Um, God, man, that that show was something else, man. But I, I do like his stuff that he wrote. Apparently, I, I wasn't aware of all these other ones, so I was like, "Oh, that's cool." So, yeah, he yeah, even wrote for like uh, the DMC Double May Cry remake game too. He has a couple oh, of random oh, really? things. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I didn't write the game. Weird, right? Yeah. Mm. All right. What about you, Mikey? Any um, any past history with any of Alex Garland's works? Uh, well, I've seen all of the movies uh, and echo a lot of what James says. I think I liked uh, Devs more than him because he said he hates it. Um, I didn't hate <laughs> it. I didn't think it was great, right? It's not definitely going to be for many people, but I thought it was decent. I didn't think it was terrible. It's definitely something if they had like a season two, I'd definitely still go watch it. Like I liked it that much that I would be kind of intrigued to go watch it again. You know why there's no um, season Annihilation. Two, it can't have a what season. It can't have a season oh, yeah. two. Right, yeah. But... uh yeah, Annihilation, it was decent. Uh, like James said, there's kind of stuff I liked, stuff I didn't like. I felt like he tried to pack too much stuff into that movie um, and could have maybe fleshed out some ideas a little bit more. Ex Machina is fantastic, in my opinion. I liked it a lot. Um, I love that movie. I thought he did a really good job. Um, I didn't even know he wrote some of these things that you guys put on here, but like you guys kind of said already, 28 Days Later, I think, is one of the better zombie films. Uh, and Dread it was underrated. I thought it was really good as well. Great movie. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 And honestly, I have a very similar experience to both of you guys as well. Ex Machina is one of my favorite uh, films that he's done off this list. Probably the only one that I've seen outside of men in this. So, I haven't seen Annihilation. I've watched Dev. So, um, I couldn't really speak to any of those. But um, his, his his written work as well, uh, I've really enjoyed. So, a uh, very limited experience on mine. But also, you know, what I have seen, uh, I've enjoyed. So, uh well let's talk about this film uh we'll start with with mikey or, or not so much a guest guest uh, <laughs> what were your thoughts on the overall story of this movie uh yeah it's, it's pretty good uh the, the overall story i thought was good uh, there's a couple things i didn't like about it which we'll probably get into a little bit later um but uh, overall the acting was really well done i thought at least uh the storylines it's while it's you know, pretty straight, straightforward and basic. The ideas and theories that come along with them are not. They're, they leave a lot to interpretation on how he, like, displays information. So that that was kind of intriguing a little bit. Also a little off-putting in some places. Yeah. Uh, but um, overall, like I said, it, just, it was an interesting and weird story and visual to kind of go along. Um, and I liked how he kind of took this one in a little different one, a little different direction than his other projects. So, like, all of his other previous ones are all, like, technology-based. Like... And this one is more like folklore style. So it's kind of like a new direction for him. And I thought he did pretty decent doing it. So uh, interesting and weird is probably the, the way I'll key and leave it there. Yeah. So okay. uh, James, thoughts on from your end? I saw this with Mikey, by the way, just like I let you guys know. So yeah. this is like every movie. Yeah, but this was definitely <laughs> one of those movies like when we, we watched it, like leaving the theater, I was like, I'm not sure about that. I have to think about it a bit more, you know? And it's one of those movies that, like, Alex Garland definitely made it, so, like, it's up to your interpretation of what it actually means by the end of it all and such, so... um, I thought it was okay. It obviously had a lot of... It gets really artsy, 
especially near the end. And it's one of those movies where I I do agree. I think it's very well acted. I think Jesse Buckley is really great, by the way. Um, yeah, she's been she's popping good. up in a lot of stuff lately, and it's it's nice to see. Uh, Rory Kinnear, he doesn't just play Jeffrey. He plays also like multiple other roles this as well. Like He's basically um, every other man in this yeah. film. Uh, and it's one of those things you where... Trailers? It, yeah, you see the trailers. No spoilers saying that. So, I mean, you can kind of you know, piece together what we were talking about here. We'll talk about, obviously, more in spoilers to it. But um, it's it's got a lot of metaphors, a lot of going on. It's, you know, if you try to take it literally, I think it's very, it could be very confusing if you try to kind of think of it in that kind of sense or like what might be happening or um, it's very experimental, very original. I did like that about it too. So it's one of those things that um, it does. I, I felt like it had a message and I, I don't think that it correlates exactly as perfect as it wants to be. But for the most part, uh, I know a lot of people will be divided on this. So I, I'm more in a slightly more positive sense of it all. But, um, what about you, Nimbo? Yeah, you know, I there's something familiar about this home. I know you had mentioned, you know, that you felt Yikes. that it was a bit more original, and I didn't. I didn't feel that it was too original. I, there, the the message, sure, at the end, especially of the film, I would agree. You know, it's 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 a unique way to approach a message like that. But I think that's, I mean, what did it, that's, what, did it what did it remind you of? Because to me, it doesn't remind me of anything. So. It's it's not necessarily a reminding uh, a reminder of like any particular film more than just like you know it's it's a a person in this case Harper by herself in the in a cottage could be in the forest could be in the woods could be in a cabin um, out in the countryside something weird is happening somebody's following them you know it's it's all, all this build up there there's definitely again aspects of it that is unique like. Um, the image, some of the imagery with uh, the characters where Keener plays, um, and again at the very end of kind of what is the cumulative buildup of of I don't know if I want to say action or horror or, or gore or something like that, but it's it's a lot of that buildup to the end, the climax of the film. But just everything leading up to the first two acts, I didn't feel like there was a lot of nothing a lot of new brought to it for some reason it just didn't feel that it was is that unique in that sense just just the vibe of the film i will say that i did enjoy the 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 shots you know the the aesthetic the obviously uh the cottage that she was staying in was was each room was unique intentionally designed that way the neighborhood the uh areas that they were going to like those shots were really nice and i can i can see there was an intent of of maybe um uh, a film that I was expecting coming in and not the film that I got at the end of it. Not that it's any better or worse from what I was expecting. I, I know I'm being a little vague on a lot of this, but it's just more in a sense that I didn't feel that there was anything to me really eye-capturing um, or memorable up until we get to essentially the very end of the movie where it's it's where everything's kind of building up to. So, no, you want as fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing like was memorable at all until the very end. Like... Huh? Okay. Yeah, well, I can see a little bit of what he's saying. Like, uh, you know, I mean, the the general premise. If you kind of just say the storyline without like spoiling stuff here, it's like, woman goes to the house by herself and weird stuff happens. I mean, you kind of hear taking, that kind of storyline. See, line. but that to me, that's taking the literal sense of what it all is, right? So, like, right and on that's the what surface, say, that's yeah. what it appears like, it is, right? I mean, on the yeah. surface, this is marketed as a horror film, and 
truthfully, it's it's a it's horror. It's a horror in a way, not like it's not like a stalker. Like it's it's like a cerebral horror to an extent, even. It's psychological even horror. I would say it's yeah. like somebody is gone through a traumatic event and then they are haunted by that event no matter what right so it's like you see it everywhere it's everywhere and you can't escape it and i think that's where i'm leaning toward it's like that's how i saw it and it's by the end it's revealed to you why it looks like that and it's like oh well fuck you know like this is pretty fucking weird so that's all without going to talk about spoilers probably so, well, let me ask you, James. What what do you feel really worked for you in this film? I I noted that there wasn't a lot of memorable scenes for me, but was there anything that really stood out for you? Yeah, I'd say cinematography build up to to it all. They use a lot yeah. of shadows in this movie. Shadows go in and out, in and out, and things happen in those that kind of time period. And I think they do a good job with the sound design too. Truth be told, uh, although the theater we were in, with me and Mikey had a humming fucking speaker the whole fucking time. <laughs> Oh, that sucks. Jesus oh. fuck, man. I was like, yo, I might have to kill myself by the end of this. I might I might I might jump off the fucking third floor of a apartment building. Um so <laughs> it was like that and then like I said, I what worked was acting too, so nobody was um terrible. It's it's funny cuz like Rory Kinnear is from like uh the last thing I can remember him in, in is the James Bond movie, so um yeah, for the most part, outside that, like memorable scenes, there, there's a few, but I'll talk about those more or less in spoilers, though. So, was there anything that you felt didn't really work for you, or you wanted yeah, to less the of? openness of it all? I mean, it's one of those films. I mean, it's a twenty four film. What, what the fuck is I thinking, right? It's and it's our Alex Garland film at, at that. So it's one of those movies that you got to do a little more looking into your soul i guess to kind of figure this shit out um there was a lot of times i looked over at mikey i was like what the fuck is going on here man i got a guy putting leaves in him and shit you know like um but you know it just uh that kind of stuff sometimes it's off-putting it's because i mean don't get me wrong it's whatever it's an art house kind of film right and once again after watching devs i mean at least this fucking movie has something of a story (laughs) so I would say some stuff like that. It looks off, and I would say I'll say one thing that didn't work definitely was the CG on the younger kid that was supposed to be yeah, playing Rocky Air looked really fucking weird. bad. But I think <laughs> you know it's just kind of like whatever because you only see him in a few scenes anyways. But it's kind of like that is the one that stands out the most. Where I was like, ooh, Uncanny Valley here. You know what I mean? So yeah, the CG is really bad. In that yeah, scene. I'll say that much. But it's then really it's bad. weird because then the, for the most part everything else is practical. So. Um, and the practical stuff looks great, especially there's a certain person that comes out of the forest and he's just disgusting looking and it's like, holy fuck. And especially the final scene. I know that's a mix of CG and stuff, but God damn, that was like, ugh, in my butthole pucker. I was like, ooh, what's going on here? <laughs> As it should. As it should. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Mikey? Anything that uh, you felt really stood out for you that worked? I mean, we'll we'll go into a little bit more in spoilers here, but I I think uh, Kinnear playing all the all the male roles, uh, well, most of them I should say, uh, other than the ex husband, um, I, I kind of like that aspect of things because it's there's obviously some more stuff that we could talk about here, um, in terms of like why they're doing that, um, but he doesn't come off as the same person in each of those roles. Every one of those people have like his own little like identity, uh, and they come off in a certain way on purpose. I feel like so it kind of just worked for me. 
Um, in terms of uh, actually the scene with the kid, uh, I know the CG, we just talked about that here a little bit, but that scene with uh, the kid and I think they call him a vicar or vicar. a priest. Yeah. Yeah, vicar. Okay. Uh, the the priest here uh, character, like, like that whole scene right there is, is actually pretty good. Uh, there's a lot of imagery that kind of comes in that, in that scene as well um, with the shadows, like James was saying. And I just think there's a lot of stuff that happens in that one scene that you can kind of peel off of. So um, I kind of like that scene as a whole. I just, there's a lot of stuff that happens. So I just like that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, as far as what didn't work for me, I wanted like, I don't know, five, 10 minutes at the end of the movie. After the big event happens, it kind of just ends. And I wish that there was a little bit more to just kind of wrap it up or put a bow on it. Um, I mean, I know that's kind of like his thing is like, he's got to be yeah. kind of like mysterious and that kind <laughs> of thing. But I feel like he could have done a lot of like help you know, kind of nudging you in a certain direction if there had just been a little bit more at the end. Um, so that, that kind of bothered me just how it kind of stopped. And I, I didn't like that part. I said Alex Garland, one on book one one bro. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah. I get it, but <clears throat> yeah, I agree with that too. Like, yeah, I felt like that. Um, and I know it's part of it's open to your interpretation, but um, I was also looking at it like, well, wait, so was it real? Was it not? Why, why did, why was there a certain text submitted the way it was? Like, I don't, th- there was some unanswered questions for me that I felt like maybe could have gotten a little bit more from, but also part of it is left for uh, the fact that you're not always going to get an answer for the th- the things that happen like that. So, you know, leave it at that. And then, yeah, of course, the, the shots are great. It's the film has, they're out, I mean, they're in the British countryside. You're going to get really beautiful shots of scenery in the woods. I mean, they're very quiet um, scenes of her taking a walk in the forest or walking around a town, which those shots were all really well done. And, and as you guys mentioned, the shadows and the visuals as a whole, just, it, it's very deliberate, um, but very beautiful. You know, you, you can't. You can't get away from from the imagery that's being either portrayed or uh, the scenes that are being shot with with um, the frame of reference that they're putting in over there. Like those are all really good, good, good with the setting of the tone. I think the uh, music for the f- most part, the score that they had over there was really enthralling. You know, it, it kept things. It came on when it needed to, and you felt the tension, and you didn't feel like you were um, being drowned out with like weird jump scare sounds and stuff like that. Like no, it was it was all very much. Um, going with with what what um, he was trying to show you at the time, so um, I, I definitely think he set the tone uh, in a great way, and um, which which I guess adds to why it gets so jarring at the end. And suddenly it's like, oh my god, what the heck's happening? You know, you're you're in a much more quiet, somber environment, even with the more tense scenes, and then suddenly it's like you have no idea what's going on. It's just adrenaline. So so. They, play, um, uh, they have a yeah. the song that they play too during it that uh, actually goes really well with the movie too. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. You know, there's there's a lot that we can talk about, uh, and I want to. I think we we want to all talk about it more in spoilers because we don't want to give anything away with the message of the film for anybody who does plan to watch it. Um. So before we we go into a bit more depth of the story itself, um. Let's let's see our ratings of the films uh and i'll start with you uh mikey what what did you give this film from one to five uh i gave it three uh, i thought the performances uh were well done so it deserves a, a you know a, a good score because of that some of the stuff was kind of uh 
left to interpretation, but it, there was enough there for me to still like the the storyline and everything that's happening. Visuals were really cool. So yeah, I gave it three, and I, I think it, it could have bumped up a little bit more than that for me, but I got kind of stuck with that. Mm-hmm. What about you, James? Uh, I give it a three as well. I think it's... Uh... It might be a movie I watch again eventually one day, but it's 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 definitely not perfect, but it it was it was entertaining enough. Yeah, I, I also gave it a three, and I feel the same. I think that you know, sitting with the film a bit more, I've thought about the message, and um, I totally get where I, I feel like I understand where he's trying to go with it, and that's you know, the, the message is is <laughs> what it is. I think I'd want to see it again. To, to see if I can catch some more of, of how everything is, how, how strong of a point he's making, you know, and I feel like I, you know, you go in thinking of one thing for a film, especially like you said, James, how it was advertised in the trailers, and then um, you get to the end point, and maybe that's something where you now, now that you know where it's going, it's worth watching again to have like, a different yeah, perspective. Yeah, I was thinking maybe you could pick up on some things or something like that, you'd be like, oh, it's because of this, or blah, blah, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right, so um, that's the score of the film. Ben, uh, again, it's out in theaters right now. We're going to jump in and uh, jump into spoilers and talk a little bit more about that message and the plot and some of the additional imagery, especially that third act. Um, if you, again, haven't seen the film, please go ahead and skip forward. You can uh, hear how you can get a hold of us uh, and, and interact with us as well as find out what we're going to be watching next. Otherwise, stick around for just a moment and we'll jump into the spoiler section. Okay, so, spoilers. Essentially, the whole theme is what the story of the film is, men. Um, it's what, uh, and I, I will let you guys uh, feed into any of your interpretation as well, but at least my takeaway from it was that men's interactions, desires, wants um, with women is what this film is really showing and it's showing a different characters why it's open to interpretation of, of uh, rory kinnear uh playing all these different men because it's really a stand-in for anybody at the different ages the different stages of life roles it's not it doesn't necessarily have to be um anybody in particular any person yeah. um so they're taking away from that and really just focusing on what each person each man is uh, whether it be an adult or a child is trying to take from Jesse or is wanting from her. Um, and, and he was kind of going through, or he as in, um, Alex Garland was trying to portray that in, in a way that, that was a lot of, uh, not so subtle metaphors for each character that that she interacts with, whether it be her husband, which is the only person that isn't played by Rory, um, who um, she puts her in a position of of a very uh, traumatic experience with him committing suicide um, or or accidentally dying, we don't really know for sure, um, to being in a situation where she's alone and being interacted with all these other types of uh, male figures around her. So... Uh, any thoughts on just that theme as a whole or any additional input from any of you guys from James maybe? Yeah, no, I agree. It's 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 one of those things where she cuz you know, she's suffered through, you know, that death of her ex-husband and you know, it's like he was emotionally damaging her too and it was like uh, abusing her physically near the end and, and uh it just doesn't leave you basically. So her whole the whole film in a way the theme to me was like Men come in all shapes and sizes and do all these things, right? Some are nice, some are bad, and 
this shows you the horrors of it all and like um i think mikey was hinting at it there's there's like a guy a kid that's already like you know showing up and it's like this is why he acts like this and then a priest that pretends he's nice but then deep down he has other you know um desires and shit like that and um the police that just blows her off doesn't give a shit right and it's um it's all these aspects of it all the only one i just i didn't quite nail on the head was the fucking homeless one i guess technically that's the one i'm still like thinking about I was just completely well, new. Was I, that I like a raw co- form of man before all this or something like that? Or Well, I can say at the end he's supposed to be like a fertility god, right? So with the, the when he's got the leaves and everything, that homeless man is representing like a god of fertility to an extent. Yeah, but my um, question though was like why but, though, right? Yeah. I didn't I still well, never I figured it out. Like, I'm like, based on the green man, which is like a old folklore from uh, that area. Oh, okay. Well that makes sense. So and it's like from like way before like written languages there's like some lore i i didn't i read a little bit about it here but i don't know everything about it so uh this movie was like alex garland's take on the green man Mm. Um, and and how it kind of like over the over the generations kind of has affected how men treat women basically oh then that makes sense then because then in a way we are like he's the origin of it all in a way right it it is the way we're looking at it so with that being said then that that does make sense and the overall theme Obviously, it comes in a bit heavy-handed on it, but it's one of those things that obviously none of us are women, so it's one of those times where we probably <laughs> should have had a fucking female guest on there. But hey, fuck it, no one wanted to do this fucking movie, so this is what happens. <laughs> um, and you know, they have to deal with a lot of shit, man. Like we don't get hit on, we don't get like pushed around, or people. I mean, maybe we do. Nipple's pretty good looking, so shit. I don't know, man. But. Um, <laughs> We don't have to experience things that women have to experience and think about like every day. Like even like people we know probably like you probably tell them to be a little more careful if they're walking by themselves and that's not something that people normally tell us, right? I would say. So it must, you know, I'm just fucking just trying to reach it all branch here. I I feel bad for women. That's what I'm saying too. Oh my god, am I one of the fucking men in this movie too? Probably. Um but it's like, you know, it's just that's the overall theme I would say is how they present it. And, um, yeah, thanks for the clarification though, about the agreement. That makes a lot more sense now, Mikey, for that one. So, yeah. What about from your end, yeah. Mikey? What, what what do you feel is the, the, the theme for this movie? It's a lot of the, a lot of the, <coughs> he's getting choked up. Damn it. Spit it out, Mikey. You, guys, you got uh, it. God damn it. It's okay. <laughs> stop crying. Love- Fuck. They'll make it. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's a lot of the same stuff you guys said. I mean, I, I feel like they, that's what I said earlier here. I, I kind of like that Kenya played all the characters because it just shows that it doesn't matter who that character is. It's, uh, you know, truly on the inside, they're really all the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of what I got from those kind of things. And, uh, you know, in terms of uh, just the overall themes and stuff, I, I, like I said, I, I just agree with you guys here. That's The overall theme is just like you know, men treat women not exactly the way they should. For um, their own and, benefit, I think. So yeah, kind of and I mean they don't help her at all. Like you know the, you know the stuff happens. I mean even the guy that supposedly is helping guy. her turns on her eventually too, yeah. right? It's like just kidding. Yeah, I mean, and he's even mocking her in a couple of scenes too. Like he goes outside to like check outside to make sure there's a guy there, and then he's like, "I'm over here, guys," and he's like kind of mocking her a little bit. Same thing with the priest; he starts helping her out, but then he just turns on her basically and says, "It's your fault." It's pretty handy. You know? So too. there's a lot of characters that yeah. all kind of like just treat her terribly. <laughs> Um, and they all do it in a different way. And uh, like I said, every character is, even though it's all Kenyard, 
they have their own feel and they treat her basically the same way but in a different way i don't know if that makes sense but no it does they all have their same way of uh of like ruining her life (laughs) so yeah no no i agree and it's a lot of imagery with like the you know apple on the tree falling for the tree a lot of adam and eve kind of references i think with that too Um, right from the beginning yeah yeah and it's one of those things where okay well it's adam and eve it has to be from the beginning right Oh. <laughs> I got a question though. Why was her sister Riley? Um, if Harper's what Irish, Scottish? Was his sister? I thought it was a friend. No, that's her sister. Oh. See, yeah, yeah I, I think me up. and James were talking about that. At first, we I was like, like, was that? We lover? thought it was her friend or something like that. No, yeah, that's her sister. A, you know, we were thinking, and she actually does yeah, mention it in the sister. beginning. And why does Riley have yeah. a fucking American accent? That's all I'm saying. How does this work if they're siblings? God damn it! <laughs> different dads, different moms. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but she moved to London too, or England? Yeah, someone, right? Or maybe they're like sisters, as in like like brohams, like me and you guys. That's right. I, I honestly thought they were friends, like yeah, sister friends. Sister. Kind of thing, no, right? it says on the Wikipedia thing that they're it's supposed to be sisters. They're sisters. So, well, I don't know. Um, maybe she moved in. And was like, I lost my accent. I'm like, or hey, or she started the accent and she couldn't figure it out. And they're like, you know what? Just drop American it. too, but she's like, I moved to Ireland. I don't know. Sorry. She picked up the axe. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's terrible. Um, yeah, and I, you know, just to kind of bring into one more part for the theme is in regards to, you know, we're going to go into a bit at the end. Um, there's, there's a lot of vocalization of like how, or what she does or what she means to each individual man. Like part of it's like, you have all the power. You know, as if like she's in control, but at the same time is leading the like the vicar to lust because of her sexual prowess or um, the the sense of having to be um, protective of herself and to you know and and relying on somebody to protect her when she also has to try to do it herself and they didn't expect it where she's stabbing the guy and they didn't expect to, um, her to really be able to do anything to to save herself or um, even at the very end where she's asked what do you want from me and he's like love as in like all this is just so you can love me the way I want you to love me kind of thing in a you know, forceful like, way though too it's like in a I don't care way. about I'm not it's kind of like Every one of them is also like, I, I'm not ever going to put into consideration your fucking feelings, your thoughts on this either, too, by the way. So, exactly. Yeah. There's, yeah. It's a lot of taking um, an expectation from her, from her being, and never um, ex- never putting in consideration of what, what it is that she's going through for that or what she has to give up for it, right? And um, it's just the bend and will around the, the various men and um, that she interacts with. And I think that's a very, that that's, that's kind of what you guys were mentioning. That's uh, a tale that continues on from the beginning of the film where every, every scene is just something that discounts her, where she's trying to get into the right headspace and do something for herself. There's some guy there that is, uh, trying to ask of something from her or want something from her, wants her to do something rather than, um, and, and in very subtle ways sometimes, uh, rather than just allowing her to be, be her individual self. Um, oh, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I think when the, the ramp up of the film at the end, there's a very intense visualization of essentially multiple birthings of, of each varied character, uh, of man that she interacts with. And, um, no one knows exactly where <laughs> the uh, 
these uh, these birds are coming out of, but they found uh, some kind of orifice to come out of, and it's it's more and yeah. more gruesome every time you see it. Um, well, Mikey, let me ask you what what was your? Let me first ask you what your thought of of just seeing that scene compared to what the rest of the tone of the film was, but then also um, what you feel like that that was representing as as we were kind of going through to each um, each character they were showing. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, like, super shocking to, like, see that because, like, the movie doesn't, I mean, it has one scene beforehand where it's kind of gruesome where they show the ex-husband or the husband at the time. I don't think they ever got divorced. I guess the husband uh, that, you know, either killed himself or that fell or whatever nasty. the case may be. And then I would yeah. say that the, really, knife, like, graphic, the knife right? cut, yeah. which correlates to that, too. Yeah. Well. Right. But that was, that's where I looked right. over and I was like, nasty. <laughs> and it was slow, too. There's a couple small scenes, but these scenes were, like, they kind of came out of nowhere a little bit. Like, there's a couple of those scenes that are like kind of quick and stuff, but this one's like kind of lengthy and just like hits you from, you know, and you're not expecting it to hit you. And yeah. it's like you said, there's multiple of them, right? So one happens and then you're like, oh, okay, that's kind of weird and gruesome. And, and, you know, I, okay, great. And then another one happens. You're like, oh, wait, they're doing another one. And it kind of goes through. And, you know, at the time, I didn't actually understand what was going on at all. Uh, me and James talked after the movie, and uh, at least me personally, I was, like, confused on what was going on. And then, like I said, it kind of just ends after that. You don't really get too much after that to kind of help you out. So, you know, thinking about it after the movie, kind of going back and like kind of thinking of what it was, and I was reading the stuff about the Green Man and stuff, and it kind of talks about generations i was talking about generations beforehand and how like these traits and stuff were handed down to the generation by their you know parents and how they treated people and then you know they have kids and they teach their kids to do the same thing and so i was thinking the birthing is probably kind of saying that like hey these people are kind of born these men are born to act this way to women um and so that's kind of especially how because it ends it after with I started reading, uh, thinking about it. ex-husband being as one and it's like right yeah because they all have the same injuries as well from when the um from his fault killed himself it, it, it's shown in the way like he gets injuries in different ways this time around but they all end up and like once again just bringing in mikey like it just it all ends the same way still like he still has all this by the end so i i agree mikey that's it's a good way to look at it so uh, I didn't mean to cut you off, sorry. Oh, yeah. No, I was done. So, okay, so I, I also, I see it too, and it's almost like, because they're being birthed from each other, it's also like, maybe, and they're ever, it just kind of reinforces that, like, men are all the same, in a way. Like, hey, this is from this, this is from this, yeah. this is from this, and it leads up ever spawning. to, yeah. um, so weird that her husband's name is James, so like, and then James comes out. <laughs> Every time she said James, I'm like, shut up, bitch, I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> I ain't like this. I don't. Well, I mean, sometimes I am. I guess. Fuck. I ain't gonna lie. Um. So like, and then he comes out, and he's just, and like, and Nabil says, and then he's just like, I just wanted you to love me, and blah blah. And it's just like, holy fuck. And it also just tells you that guys are just doing a little too much sometimes. So and don't realize it. Yeah. Right. Which they, is, they I think mean, that it's perfectly fine. Sometimes you need that fucking other person to be like, hey, chill out. And you're like, you're right. I'm a piece of shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. That's what I. I thought I had to think about it too, Mikey, because it was also like, like what the fuck's going. I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Because you see the first one, then it happens like yeah. seven more times, and it's just like weirder areas, and then eventually you start seeing feet coming out of a dude's mouth. You're like, what the fuck? So I was like, you couldn't find another hole. Like this is where we're gonna come out of. All right, all right. How are we gonna do this? Like, one came out of their back. One was, like, was, like, was like, one was out of their asshole. I think. I don't know. It was getting weird, bro. Yeah. 
They would only last a few seconds, and then they just get big and like. Whoa. That remind me of Annihilation, by the way. So sorry, I know Nabila doesn't understand, but that I have no idea. Like, <laughs> no, the body horror. I was like, shit. So I think that that's Mikey and and James. You guys have pretty much explained those scenes, and as well as I can interpret it as well. The it, they were very gruesome, and again, that kind of ramps. That's why I say it like ramps up because you go into everything else, and there isn't where they they use the word horror but it's really loosely horror because a lot of this film again there's not even like really jump scares in it there's just a lot of this film is is more creepy um to it's an creepy. extent up until that very like, end which yeah. is leaving the forest that's generally like pretty good uh pretty good use of um kind of building tension too because it's like fuck is this guy really falling yeah. here and shit like and then you see him in the background i i yelled out in the theater mikey was there i was the guy who said, oh. i was like fuck like I didn't realize he was standing in the fucking backyard. I was like, "Holy shit, dude!" It's hella creepy. Yeah. But it's more creepy. Yeah, I mean, I'd say it's creepy. But it once is, again, it's, it's, it's more the horrors. It's almost showing like a guy stalking Elements. her, and it's stuff that like women have to deal with. Like, don't get me wrong, there's women stalkers too, but it's it just it's one of the many acts that men do, and obviously, like, mm-hmm. oh, he then they let him fucking go, and it's like, what you fucking let him go? Yeah, we what we're gonna charge him with? And it's like, fucking Christ. They're not taking it serious, you know? Like, Jesus Christ, there's a woman by herself in a fucking cottage. And a nude guy's yeah. out there eating apples and shit. And knows that she's there. It's not like he's not going to try to come back again if he yeah, did once, peering right? into the windows. It's all. The, it's a lot of good imagery, I'll say that much. Yeah. The more I talk is. about this movie now, the more I do, I actually want to check this shit out again over time. Now that I have yeah. more of this under my belt, like, okay, let me, let me come up with this mindset now, you know? So. Yeah, I think it, it definitely a second watch would be a completely different experience. I think so, too. Um, cause you'll approach it differently. You'll kind of try to find more imagery that will like kind of fit into certain things. And, um, you won't be shocked by some of the imagery. Like some of that stuff is really strange. So it's like when you're first experienced, you're like, wait, what's like, going on? Now, and yeah. then you have to process it before you can even know what's going on. So I think going through it a second time would definitely help out like seeing it again and kind of processing what's happening. Yeah. There's this thing that I just thought of that. Um, I don't know if you guys ever caught on on. When she was talking to Riley doing the video messages and it would cut out and was showing like, uh, rather than static, a man screaming. They never really explained that either. That just is like a weird scene that they show that gets pretty creepy. You guys ever um, get any connection of what that could actually mean? I thought that was her ex-husband dying. That's what I thought it you was. You think so? I thought it was I don't know. white. Truth. I, I don't... It was like... It was just supposed to be creepy, I think. Yeah. Well, the... I feel like it's going to be um, kind of a, rem- a reminder because there was that flashback scene uh, where her uh, she was texting her sister, and the guy comes in and takes her phone. Oh, I didn't right. Think about so that. I think okay. every yeah. time she's looking at her phone because it happens. She only looks at her phone basically two or three right. times in the whole movie, and the two out of the three times that happens, mm-hmm. right? So I feel like it's a reminder. True, and of he's that like, "Oh, I scare you. Well, you scare me." And it's like putting the it's right, like gaslighting exactly. her and shit, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, see. Um, Look at this. Mikey's like, that's one. <laughs> dumb fuck. So, the biggest question, I think, especially with how this film ends, and then Riley does show up at the end after everything is said and done, and Harper prevails? I don't even know if she really wins in this, in this scenario. She's but, smiling, right? Yeah, so maybe. She's smiling and uh, sitting at the edge over here. It's kind of like she finally happen, accepted but. it, right? And then she's like, I'm, I have to get over this, right? I think that's what it means. Yeah, but like the question is, did it really happen? Like, obviously, they show her car damage. They show the blood, you I, know, going I into the know, house. I don't know actually. So I, I put that down. 
maybe like there's a dragon like the blood drag is still in there but maybe it was from yeah. her i don't i don't know actually and i guess that's up for interpretation because like maybe it did maybe this i don't know but then you then you got to be like then the men were really representations of her inner thoughts and no one was ever really there i guess right yeah I'm not smart enough. I to mean, if it this didn't one. happen, that's what it would be, right? I guess it reminded me of the ending scene of uh, Ready or Not, where um, weaving chick is just sitting out there, just chilling. Like, fuck, that was a crazy night, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not I, sure. I, I think I that can't that's... even answer it. I mean, I bet everybody has an interpretation of part what really happened, but maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the sister would see it if it didn't happen, though. True, but did she see it? Right. She doesn't really acknowledge any of that shit. She just rolls up and just looks at her. And it's like, what we see. And she's just standing there. So maybe we're just part of her mind of like that. There might have been a scene, like you said, Mikey, there's five more minutes. She's like ready to go home or something and like never acknowledges anything. Just like, fuck it. Yeah, but uh, so I mean, I, I watched a lot of stuff on this because I was really curious on like what the actual meaning of. Uh, Alex Garland said that his intention wasn't to be a dream or to have it not happen. Oh, okay, that's good. Because so, I was going to say, I don't think Riley ever sees anybody else either, still, too, but... even on the phone. Like, every time she tries to show her someone, like, something happens to the phone. Yeah. Right. So, in a way, like, I don't know. Who knows? But that's, if he, so if he, he, if he open, said it, though. But then, that wasn't his intention. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So weird. He said it wasn't his intention. That doesn't necessarily mean that he didn't do it like that on purpose, though, right? Yeah, we saw devs. We know what so he means. So, he still left it open, even <laughs> if that wasn't <laughs> his intention. So, he could have done something else to not make it that way or to make it intentional yeah. that it actually happened and he left it out so he's leaving it to our interpretation we'll wait for his anyway. special edition version that he makes <laughs> deleted scenes like the reason why more birthings more birthing <laughs> extended cut <laughs> there's like three more people uh actually we forgot a couple guys sorry about that who the hell are these guys <laughs> men the rebirth men. and then in, in the, like a little parenthesis s <laughs> Men's? What the hell? Okay. Um. All right. So, any other thoughts, uh, Mikey, on on the film? That uh, maybe any points we haven't brought up here? No, no, I don't got anything else. I think we kind of touched on most of the stuff that I was thinking. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I think it's a it's a pretty out there movie, man. If you're if you if you can handle if you've seen other Alex Garland films, I said I would say definitely give it a look. It's one of those movies where you know. You're gonna understand if you're gonna like it or not. Probably in the first twenty minutes of the movie, but um, it's definitely a movie that you can discuss after as well. So and maybe do some self reflection. Yeah, maybe then you man. realize you look at the man in the mirror and you say, "Wait a minute, why do I look like Rory Kinnear right now?" Anyways, that's the end of the podcast, everybody. That was podcast number one hundred twenty-five. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Responsive reviews. If you want to reach us, go to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram page at. Facebook.com slash MoviePalsPod, Twitter at MoviePalsPod, Instagram, same thing. Podcast feeds on anything that you can even think of. So if you can think of it, we're on it. All of them. All of them. Just we're on all of them. Sometimes if you, you know, even if you click on it and just listen for a little bit, it counts as a, as a yeah. listen, just let you know. And then review, you know, to give us five it. stars. Do we, it on we, everything. We, Do it on the Spotify, the Google Podcast, all that good stuff. Uh, next time, episode 126, we're going to be reviewing the new Top Gun film, Top Gun Maverick. It's going to be a little bit late, but um, I think that'll be one that is highly anticipated as well. Yeah, we're giving you guys a break. It's a holiday, you know? Enjoy Memorial Day. Enjoy the film. Get some barbecue going. You know, it's warm weather. And then listen to us with uh, talking about Top Gun and planes and stuff. You're like, I saw that shit two weeks ago. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> Listen to it now. This is our take on it. So until then, though, this is James. And Nabil. 
Have a good one.